0: Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. There's a marvelous book by uh, the former Archbishop of Philadelphia, Archbishop Charles Chaput, called Render Unto Caesar. It is brilliant, and it is uh, just worth our study and reflection. And I'm going to assign that to you as homework for this summer, uh, because I'm not going to preach on the gospel today. I'm going to preach on the first reading. So, Render Unto Caesar is your summer reading. It is so good, and it was so prophetic when he wrote it before all the crazy chaos of our world and culture set in. Okay, but I want to go back to this first reading from Tobit and ask this question. Have you ever had a day, or have you ever had a week, or a season of life where you felt like Tobit and this is what I mean right this guy's life is kind of in shambles it's kind of hard to miss it the guy's life is in shambles it's a wreck he's got cataracts in his eyes because he took a nap outside uh leaning against a wall his face was uncovered it was the heat of the day and a bird or birds pooped in his eyes right and he got cataracts that's not great and because he went blind, his wife had to begin working to help the family, which would have been immensely emasculating for someone in the ancient world. That would have been so frustrating. I like the little comment about in there about she's weaving because that's the work that women do. You know, I don't know what that's about, but he's frustrated. He's venting. And so his wife's doing all this work, and then he comes home one day, and he's greeted not with a hug and a smooch from his wife in the kitchen, but he's greeted with a goat bah, in his kitchen. That's a little frustrating, it sounds like to me. Um, And he's thinking this is an ill-gotten goat that somehow my wife and her lack of business experience, somehow got this goat, and his wife, Anna, flies off at, uh, flies off the handle at this accusation, thinking, you think that I stole this goat? And she starts berating her husband, yelling at him. He's blind, cataracts in his eyes, birds pooping in his face, goat in his kitchen, his wife's screaming at him. This is a tough day for Tobit, a very tough day for Tobit. And I guess the question is, have you ever been there? Have you ever been there in that sense? Have you had weeks or seasons of your life where you're just like, God, really? Like, I'd be so grateful if you could get this metaphorical goat out of my metaphorical kitchen and just solve this issue for me. You know, one of the most merciful things that I've, I've come to realize that our God does, just looking at my own life and the lives of other people, is that he lets the mess in sometimes. It's one of the most merciful things that he does. He lets our plans crumble. He lets our nicely organized spreadsheet life kind of fall to shambles. He lets the goat in, so to speak, in our lives. Because what happens is we get insulated by our own presumption. We get sort of insulated by our own self-sufficiency. We become convinced that we uh, are the masters and controllers of situations around us and that things are going right because we're doing it, you know. And we don't necessarily mean to, but we end up getting puffed up and prideful and we think, that we're our own little gods and our own little worlds we're in control and we lose sight of who we are as creatures that we flourish not by becoming more self-sufficient more independent we flourish in the measure that we become more radically dependent and one of the ways one of the only ways that God has of breaking this idolatry of control in us is to let the goat in to let the mess in, to let the things come in, to let our worlds kind of begin to tear at the seams. Because here's the paradox of the spiritual life. To need God more. If you find yourself needing God more, crying out more, that's a sign of spiritual health. To see the depth of my sin more clearly, to see my ever-growing need of his mercy, of his redemption. Like, I need you. Not just like you know, to help me with this one little peccadillo, this one little frustration that I have, but I need you in the deepest way to begin to see that as a sign that you're moving in the right direction, right? The problem with the Pharisees, the problem with the scribes, the problem with the people that Jesus is constantly confronting in the Scriptures is the blindness that they had from their prideful presumption of self-sufficiency, They did not see that they needed anything, that they took care of their own righteousness and salvation on their own, that they managed their own worlds. But the Lord is saying, you need to need me. You need to need me. So God, in his mercy, he lets things fall around us. That's one of the most kind things he can do to let us be broken of our illusions and of our idolatry. He lets our perfectly arranged lives, our perfectly arranged worlds shake and crumble. Why would God permit disease? Why would he permit suffering? Why would he permit job loss? Why would he permit cancer? Why would he permit any of these things? Ultimately, it's because he's trying to bring us home. He's trying to rest us out of this illusion that we're in control of managing the goodness of our lives that we to not realize how desperately we need him is a very dangerous place to be in spiritually and so he lets the goat in <laughs> he lets the goat in because there's really nothing else that can reposition our hearts to st- to stop looking inward and to start looking up and outward to cry out again like the little babies that we are, that we were, that we still are spiritually, right? Before God, to the ancient of days, we're always God's babies. We just, we think that we've grown up and we, we should stop needing him. That isn't the case. So, here's the thing. If you got a goat in your kitchen, if you got a goat in your kitchen, it's a sign that the Father loves you so much, And he's trying, he's trying to remind you that your heart needs to cry out. Your heart needs him. He's trying to break you free. You've got a father who really loves you. Who's not letting you be your own savior.